Welcome to the Giveology Impact Series podcast, in which we share the experiences and inspirations of social entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and change makers around the world in education. I am Anika Saraf, your host for today. I'm thrilled to have Kobe Nadanso, CEO of Boomers Bamboo Bikes, joining us for today's podcast. Kobena, thank you for being here today. You're welcome, and thank you for having me. Awesome. So to start off, can you give us a short summary of your background? Yeah, um, my name is Kobnaz Danso, as you've rightly said. I was born and bred in a community in central Ghana, in a small community called Yonso. And so, um, so that's why my first foundation called the Yonso Project was actually named um, after the town because that's where I started all my whole life and lived and then spent a lot of my life. So I felt like after my university education, I felt like, okay, why can't I go back and see what I can do for the community? Because there were a lot of, um, a lot of um, problems like lack of basic, basic necessities, quality education, um, job opportunities. And so you see that a lot of the young people were always um, leaving the community to mm-hmm. the cities. And so I decided to go there with our educational intervention project, which I founded with some students from the university in the US. And so we founded the Yonso project in 2006. And then we started with some scholarship programs and microfinance for women. And then we came around with the bamboo bicycles later on, which has now become boomers. And so that's, that's it. And so whilst we were doing that, with the scholarships and everything, realized that we needed to do more. And um, one of the things we realized was that education is not just about um, children going to school and coming home, reading, and but it's also about life. How do we use education to transform lives? How do we use education to change mindsets? How do we use education to change um, the way things are done? How do we use education to change the communities? And that is the reason why in 2016, I said that we need to put up a school that will train the next generation of African leaders who will be more thinking, who will be more proactive towards problem solving, critical thinking and community service. And so in 2019, we launched the Yonso Project Model School. So my life has been about how do we bring change into the rural communities? How do we make it better instead of people living, how can they find a comfort in where they live and get their jobs, be empowered economically and find the best schools for their kids and everything. So that's, that's my life. Thank you. Yeah, that's very good. And so can you explain more about um, the students who attend the Yonzu school and what are their backgrounds as well? Okay. So we, Currently have, um, so the Yonso School currently have children from age two up to age nine in the school. Most of these kids are coming from the rural setup, though we have some people from good homes coming, like from um, a better background, not, but a lot of these kids are coming from poor backgrounds um, to the school. And so we currently have or about 236 kids in the school. And we are we setting up one of the best um, internationally standardized education in a rural setting. 
even though it's very challenging because <clears throat> it means you'll be having to do with more with cost because mm -hmm. like having a school with a very good library, a very good computer lab, very good playground, make sure children are comfortable, very good other amenities like, um, so most of these kids are coming from poor backgrounds, but we're trying to give them the best, the best of education when it comes to um, if they meeting their international counterparts. And so, because they are also quite a lot of poor children, that's why we've also started our scholarship program to support the needy ones so that they can still, they can have support from other people who are interested in supporting them um, to go to school. So we, we've started a scholarship program where we is actually towards the needy kids within the area. I see, yeah, that's great, the scholarship to get more people. And can you explain also um, how is their education in this school different from a public education or education they can find elsewhere? Okay, thank you. So one of the key things, so we are focusing on three main things. So like when you come to the traditional public education, every teacher, every parent is thinking about examination, examination, examination. So everything they are doing is towards examination. And the trend is said that um, because they want all that they are looking at, they are refusing to look at the other aspects of the child's life. What other, talent, what other talents does the child have? What other opportunities can there be there for these children? So we actually, and also, how, does the, how do these also help solve our current situation? So we are focusing on three main themes. We are focusing on leadership. We are focusing on change making. And then we are focusing on academic excellence. So in leadership, we are trying to look at how do we make, so one of the issues that we've had across Africa is not about resources, but it's about how resource utilization how we manage our resources. And all the time, all the stories that come out of Africa has been about corruption and about, um, so we've had a problem with leadership. And in, so we are looking at how do we train the child to believe, to think about as a leader, instead of thinking about what you can gain from your leadership position, we think about what you can do to make your name, to make your impact in your leadership position. Mm -hmm. right. And so that is what, that is, that is the first goal. We are thinking about a leader who is looking at change making. How do they make change? How do they bring about change within their communities, within where they live and even beyond? How do they become change makers? And then we are looking at raising the next generation of superpowers who are actually thinking about um, changing the status quo of things, how things are run. So for instance, we are, we are training children to be more opinionated and to have their views heard and be able to um, bring their voice out, their worries and their problems and, and be able to defend themselves as well, which is not normal in our Ghanaian culture. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> we always tell our teachers that, look, um, we don't want a situation where a child is not able to express his or her view. Leave them to express what they feel, how they, how they feel. And then after that, we, you look at 
how that's how we train our teachers. You look at how you deal with that child to solve the problem the child has. And so we are looking at leadership. That is one core thing. We are looking at critical thinking. So <clears throat> when you come to most of the schools, because everybody is just reading and memorizing the textbooks. Right. So you go to one class where they've been given a test and it's like everybody is just producing the same material, the same re reproducing the textbook. That means they're not learning anything. They're only memorizing. Mm -hmm. And we want to, we, we feel that that is not the best way to learn. We want the children to be able to express themselves, to learn and like be, and learning, you can only see when learning has taken place, when behavior also changes. And so we want this, the children to learn to affect their behaviors, to affect the way they think, to affect the way they do things, and to be able to um, bring about a change. And then the last one is about community service, where these children actually we have, um, we, plan, we are looking at having a service. We, we, we are looking at having a service um, learning program where these children actually look at how do they effect change in their communities. And then the last but not the least is actually character building. So we're looking at also how do we build their character. So these children get to know that, get to understand that there are a, there's a lot of, how do they build their um, goodwill assets as children? Integrity, honesty, um, being assertive and all that stuff. How do they build their, themselves? How do they build their self-confidence? How do they protect themselves from abuse um, in all circumstances? So these children can function and be able to make good choices for themselves and that um, of their future. And that is how we want to train these children. Nice, okay, that's awesome. So um, I think you touched on this in your introduction, but where did you, how did you see that there was a need for this school or when did that idea come about? Could you just read it? Okay. So in 2000 and I think 2014, I launched a program called Leadership and Integrity Initiative in the public schools. But what I realized was that because of the way the system has been structured, where children are not supposed to talk back at their teachers, like are not supposed to ask questions, mm -hmm. are not supposed to express themselves, express their views. It became very difficult for us to achieve the aims because what we were teaching these children was about how do they actually protect themselves from abuse? How do they know know the signs and keep themselves away from abuse and how do we train mm -hmm. these leaders to actually think about think about um think about change as even as children and so and the other thing we realized was that because the school was focused these schools were focused more on examination they were failing to build the other aspects of these children's lives so you could have a child who is very brilliant academically but morally and behavioral, these children have problems and nobody is looking at that. And so we, we, we set off to look at how can we correct this even in the public school system? And that was one big hill. For instance, let me give you, so we're also giving a lot of resources to, this, to the children in the local schools. 
But what we realized was that normally when you give these resources to the schools for the betterment of the children, you realize that the authorities actually take these resources to their homes for their children. And then you have to fight back all the time. So we said, okay, instead of putting these resources in the schools where authorities will take them for their children only, why don't we build up the school? That way we have control over the resources. That way we're able to build these children into formidable leaders to change the mindset, to change the where. So we have a problem where everybody who gets into position feels like they are entitled to make money. They are entitled to loot. They are entitled to lie. They are entitled to do all sorts of things. And we were thinking, and so we kind of fight this system all day. But one thing that came to mind is, for how long are we going to fight the system? Because it keeps on getting worse and worse. But can we change the thing by reorientating the young ones so that they rather grow with a different mindset? Mm-hmm. And that was the point. So when I considered all these factors, that was the point I realized that, look, I, we need to have the school. Right. So in order to raise up, you need to start with the younger generation and yes. put that into the mindset. Yeah, that's a very strong idea. So have you, I know you're starting with the younger generation, but have you seen any changes already with students at your Yonsu school compared to public education or it's fairly new? Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, we, we just had one term and in our second term, the shutdown came. All, all schools were closed. Mm-hmm. But one thing I can tell you for a fact that we've started getting a lot of testimonies from parents about how the, even with the one and a half term, the changes they are seeing in their kids. And so we continue, even during this COVID, we've continued to give our teachers a lot of training about when we resume, school is going back, we're going back to school in January. When school resumes in January, how we're going to, how things are going to be, how we're going to, how they should actually be approaching their teaching and delivering to their kids and how we want to build. So for instance, every month, we're going to have a monthly theme. So every month we're going to pick a theme and it's going to run across the school where children are going to learn about the subject. So we pick a theme like honesty. The children learn everything about honesty, learn about some great leaders around honesty, and how honesty pays and everything. And these children get to understand these values and principles in their lives. So that's, that's how we, we, are, we are building them up. I see. And again, you touched on this about the pandemic, shutting down the school and stuff. So have there been any other challenges? And if so, like, how did you cope with them? Yeah, there has been several challenges. So there were situations where... <laughs> Um, teachers actually opening tells parents, look, give us money, let's go buy the exam questions for your kids. Oh my. Okay. So, and we kind of, we had to fight this. We have sometimes have to go public, um, fight, the, fight the schools, the teachers who are into those acts and stuff like that. But what we realized was that the parents, most of the time you realize that the parents are also in agreement with what the teachers are doing. So you become part you become like the enemy within mm-hmm. within and so it becomes very difficult for you to fight the canker and so apart from that there's always also resource limitation in the public schools 
So you go to, so we are starting with a complete computer lab, as well as a very finished library. Most mm -hmm. of these schools do not have a library or a computer lab. Meanwhile, they are learning ICT. That's why in 2013, we actually distributed about 100 computers to, mm -hmm. to five communities. Unfortunately, most of these com computers actually ended up in the homes of school authorities. And we mm -hmm. had to go back fighting to retrieve them. Some came, some never came. And so these were the challenges we kind of have um, with, with the public school system. I see, yeah, those are definitely struggles. And during the pandemic, is there a way that you've been coping, like going to houses, giving books, or is there other ways? <coughs> yes, yeah, so when the pandemic actually broke, we started with, um, we, we started with some WhatsApp. So now everybody is using WhatsApp, even in their villages. So we started with organizing WhatsApp classrooms where we put materials and the kids actually pick them up and then they, they, they use it. And um, we also started doing online. So where the teachers actually recorded like Zoom classes and then we put them on pen drive so parents can put it in the TVs for their kids to use. So, and then we give them workbooks so they use these workbooks at home. And then the teacher at the end of the lesson will give them an exercise or something in their workbooks and then they do it. I see, yeah, that's a great way to cope. Um, and you are CEO of the Boomers Bamboo Bike. Yeah. Yeah. Does that play into the Yonsu project in any way? Yeah, yeah, so, so actually Boomers funded the Yonsu Project Model School. So together with our distribution partner in Germany, Maibu, almost all the money used for setting up the school came from the proceeds from Boomers and um, donations from Maibu. So that's what happened. I see. And just to go more in depth with Boomers, like what is it? How are the bikes made? Um, that type of... <laughs> yeah, so... Boomers is actually the biggest um, bamboo bicycle manufacturing company in Africa. Wow. And um, we are, so we actually train, the whole motive is also giving jobs to young people in rural communities, instead of they migrating to cities where they hardly, they can easily find the jobs. So we harvest the bamboo, we, we train young people, and then they are employed at a factory to make these bamboo bicycles. Um, we just entered the US market. We, our biggest market now is Germany, where we are shipping about 1,500 bicycles a year. And um, we are now entering the US market. Um, we've started selling into the US market where we, this year we've sold some bikes in the US. And so we continue to push. But basically what we do is we use bamboo to make bicycle. And the reason why we use bamboo is because bamboo is more environmentally friendly. It is very, it's a very strong material um, comparable to steel. And it's also a bit lighter than steel. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, it's heaviness is that of, is comparable to that of aluminum. So it, that, there's no, nothing like rusting. It can last for a long time. And it's also shock absorbing. So when you are riding on a bamboo bicycle, you actually have, a very smooth ride and you really enjoy the ride. And mm -hmm. so that is how we have actually, um, so 
we make these bicycles and sell them um, to both local and international customers. And then we use the process to support our local um, um, development programs. Nice, okay, that's awesome. So did you come up with the idea for Boomers bikes the same way you did for Yanzu, kind of like seeing that there was an issue with um, people migrating out of the city or was it a different reason? Yes, so for Boomers, Boomers came around. So in 2009, we were looking at when we started. So we had started scholarships and microfinance for women in the rural communities. But these were always programs that we always had to seek money for. We had to fundraise for. And so we're looking at how do we actually sustain these programs. And that was when we came across the Bamboo Bicycle um, idea that was actually that had been started by Craig Coffee. And so we realized that we could kill two bears with one stone. The Bamboo Bicycle will help us generate more jobs in the rural area. And at the same time, to help us generate revenue to support our um, development programs like the um, libraries, scholarships, and all those other 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 ones. So that is how we we actually that's how it 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 started. And so we got in touch with Craig. He came around and do the training for myself and if, and three other people, and then we started the the production from there. But it was in 2014 that we actually commercialized the whole project. I see. Awesome. So, like, if people want to support um Yanzu project then they can also buy boomers bikes is that yes 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 so um one of the thing is so for every bike that is sold a portion actually goes to the Yanzu project model school so if you want to support the Yanzu project then you can also buy a bike from from boomers and the process the profits um part of the profits will go to the Yanzu project model school um so every year we are giving around we give about 15% of the profit to, apart from other monies, but the profit, when we declare profit, 15% goes to Boomer, to the school as, um, as, as um, donation. And then we, we also occasionally also do other programs to the school where we give, we give like financing some part of the building and other stuff. So every year we, we give about between 20 to $25,000 to the school. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for informing us all about the Yanzu and Boomer Bikes project. Um, thank you so much for joining Kwabena. It was so interesting to learn about it and the impact on the community. So yeah. is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, thank you so much. And um, thank you for having me. And hey, we are also fundraising on Giveology right now for our computer lab project. And so anybody who wants to support us, can please go on to give Ology to donate to us um, our computer lab project. Yeah, of Thank course. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And be sure to also check out um, boomers.com for beautifully handled. Yes, so it's, so it's boomers, be with three O's and not two O's. So even when you look out for boomers bamboo bicycles in Google, in Google, you, 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 you will see it. Um, you see the website. So it's boomers with three O's, B with triple O-M-E-R-S dot com. And you see all the different bikes that we have. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs>